Spring has sprung in the triad, and the Sharp team with Highlands Mortgage is springing into action to help you buy a new home. With the housing market heating up, the best time to act is now to get into a house by the summer. If you've been waiting to move or have questions about buying a home, you can rely upon the Sharp team to listen to your concerns, work proactively with you to find a loan that is right for you, and will take the very best care of you. Call the Sharp team today or just Google their website. When you're grilling on your new back patio or sipping tea on the front porch, you'll be very happy that you did. Get started with an email to our friend Ashley McKenzie Sharp, ashley at sharploans.com, A-S-H-L-E-Y at sharp, S-H-A-R-P-E, loans.com, ashley at sharploans.com. This is the Triad Podcast Network. I'm Algernon Cash, and you're locked in. Thank you for joining me for yet another great conversation. We talk a lot about the importance of business on this show. You hear me talk a lot about economic development and how important it is that we continue to grow jobs and grow companies here in the triad and right here in our backyard. You've heard me talk extensively about a lot of the big announcements of companies that are locating to the area, whether it's VinFast, Um, You've got Toyota, you've got Boom. I mean, you've got so many things that are happening right here in the triad. But I always like to remind people, especially my audience, that no matter all these big announcements that you hear, whether it's Apple or whoever it might be, FedEx, you name it, Amazon, um, small business is still the backbone of this nation. And when you look at economic output here in our country, somewhere around 70% of the economic output in this country is generated through locally owned small businesses. So I wanted to invite a new friend of mine, Tracy Furman uh, with Triad Local First. She's right here in our backyard leading the charge and trying to remind people why it is so critically important that we support small locally owned businesses. Tracy, thank you for locking in. How are you? Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I know we've been trying to have this conversation for a little while, so it's good (laughs) that we finally nailed it down. Um, we're, we're both, I, I guess, extremely busy folks, but you're, you're out. Um, I've really enjoyed getting to know you probably over the last year or two since we met, I think I met you when you're running for um, Greensboro city council, but in the past year, I feel like I finally have started to really understand and connect with the mission and the objective and the work that you're doing through triad local first for my audience to have no idea what triad local first is. Let's start there. Give us a little tutorial. Okay, here's the short story. Um, In 2009, a group of uh, people in Greensboro found that their favorite local shops and their local restaurants were really struggling. Of course, everyone was struggling at that point, but they wanted to make a, um, a concerted effort to encourage people to not go to the big you know, um, chain restaurants or Walmart or, you know, shop at Amazon or Costco and things like that. Um, And really try to find these items that you are buying on a regular basis at your local store, supporting your, your, your neighbors, you know, they really are your neighbors. So, um, so they got together in 2009 and created Triad Local First. Um, I was busy running a restaurant then I was not involved, but um, but now uh, we've kind of grown. We started, it was, it was uh, hypercentric restaurants and it's really grown to support any independently owned small business in the triad area. 
Um, and that's what we do. We support um, small businesses, small business owners um, with um, education, with networking opportunities, um, with information, and then also um, we have a little legislative arm. So if there's an opportunity for either our local governments or state government to support small business in a really meaningful way, uh, we will go and speak on that and we will encourage those, um, those decision makers to, to really you know, find ways to support the locally owned businesses that are here in town. Towns, I should say, <laughs> not those Greensboro. <laughs> you, you know, you you and I have had a lot of conversations about the work you're doing at Try It Local First. We've talked even about ways to collaborate and work together for some of the outreach that we do through our Eat, Drink, Try It program, which I'm I'm very excited about. Um, this is really a, um, a a passion project for you. I mean, I know you get paid, <laughs> but it's I think you get paid marginally for the amount of time and energy that you put into it. Why is this so important to you? You you could be doing a, a number of other things. You could you could be running multiple businesses of your own. Why do you think it's so important to advocate for small business? Well, um, I am a serial entrepreneur. I've I've started and ended several businesses, um, and and I see the struggles that that happen. And, and um, you know, I in two thousand eight, I opened this restaurant and. Had I had some of the support and information that is available today through Triad Local First, I might not have struggled as much as I did. Mm. Um, it was still, you know, that was a bad time. Everybody was struggling. But I think that there, there's information out there. And when you're when you're in the weeds, when you're running a business, you know, you're you're trying to make sure your employees show up. You're trying to make sure your stock is right where it's supposed to be. You know, um, the windows are cleaned properly. You know, like you've got to think of every little thing when you're a small business owner, and and it's just nice to be able to have that um, extra support for somebody to say, "Hey, there's a grant opportunity coming up," hmm. and uh, it's a really simple application. If you have any questions, please call me. Um, you know that that's really critical. And when businesses start up, um, you know, our networking events every single one of them, good business uh, activities come out of it. You know, people make connections, even if it's just uh, two physical therapists that say, hey, my supplier is this guy, you know, for gloves or something. And they go, oh, that's great. That's a better price than what I'm getting. That's a win, you know. Um, but, you know, that's that's a really small example. Usually it's Hi, I have these three clients that don't really fit my my work. Would you be willing to take it on? Mm. Um, or, you know, we were at Red Beard Dog Training last month, and um, and we had a blast. And I think just about everybody in there had a dog or cat, and was like, oh, maybe I should bring my dog here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was it was just really, you know, it's always a great opportunity. Um, we we try to showcase our members as best we can. We are membership based organization. Um, but we we really keep um, our membership pricing very low so that anybody can be a part of this. We want every single business owner to find a path to um, to success. No, so, I, I, you know, I've been in business now for about 20 years, and I can certainly attest to um, having access to the right education, um, having access to the right relationships, um, can really mean the difference between you succeeding and failing. And a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. And so you've got to surround yourself with people that are already doing 
what it is that you hope to do. So you you hope to surround yourself with with strong, um, successful business people. Um, but but there's so many programs, Tracy, so many groups out there dedicated to small business, whether it's your program, um, you, you have the work that goes on at the chamber and GMA, you have all the civic organizations like Rotary and Kiwanis, and it's just so many organizations out there um, that that want to support small business. What makes Triad Local First different? If I'm that small business owner, I've got a tight budget, I'm looking to either making an investment in your organization, or I'm looking to making an investment in, into the chamber. How do I make that decision? So, you know, the goal would actually be wonderful if, if you could do a both and instead of an either or. Um, but a lot of times, you know, for example, uh, there's a lady that uh, does paleo uh, food and mm. she sells it at the farmer's market and, you know, she's growing. Um, can she afford the $450 minimum for the Chamber of Commerce? No. Can mm. she afford $50 as a new entrepreneur? Absolutely. And, you know, $150 for our membership. But the, you know, where I'd really see the, um, you know, people can start with us, get that education, grow their business, and then join the Chamber. Don't, don't, leave us, <laughs> but, but join the chamber too and, and take advantage of what they have to offer as well. Um, we, don't we don't offer exactly the same kinds of things. They do have an education component, which I think is great. Um, but, you know, our focus is 100% independently owned small businesses in the triad area. Um, and we can go and we cross borders too. And that's one thing chambers don't do. We have the chamber in Greensboro, we have the chamber in High Point, we have the chamber in Kernersville and, you know, Winston-Salem. We go, we do all of those. So you're going to meet at our networking events, you're going to meet people from all of those areas, um, not just whatever, wherever we're having our networking event. Yeah. So, so the, the owner gets to benefit from making one single investment versus having to make an investment times three. And you know, I recall having to do the same when I first started my business. I mean, money is tight. Um, it is really hard to to make that decision to make an investment just because you want to network. You, you never know what you're going to get out of the networking. And then having to do it times three if, if your business is more regional in nature versus um, isolated to one of the cities. It, it, it can be very daunting when you're first starting out. So um, so I, I think for my audience that's listening to this, I want you to think about it in terms of a pathway, Right. And and so if if the chamber is stop number two or three on the pathway, try it local first might be your first stop because it's you know the the, the barrier to entry is a little lower, but you get very similar benefits that you would get if you were to be an actual member of of the chamber. You know, Tra Tracy, you're talking to so many different small businesses, and I mean across the entire spectrum. Um, I came to one of your events and I, I've seen all types of small business owners there and entrepreneurs from all various industries. Mm -hmm. um, as you're out talking to people and, you know, we're getting more and more away from the, the COVID pandemic. And we yes. like to believe that we're getting back to, to business as usual or what we believe the new normal is here. Um, what is the mood amongst small business owners? What What is their confidence level right now coming out of COVID? You know, I think everyone is so ready to get back into it and get back to what they do best. Um, it, there's a lot of energy around it uh, at our 
I see it at our networking events that the people are just really excited to be able to um, to interact and and you know get out there and and promote what they're doing, um, and they're ready to do what they do. You know, everybody was trying to kind of figure out how to do it during COVID, and now it's like, oh, I can meet with people in person at a coffee shop again. You know. Um, so I think that's been really, really helpful. And I think people are getting very excited about that. Um, I have not, from the small business perspective, I have not felt any of the um, of the big economic, you know, looming, whatever, you know, of course, things are more expensive, but I think we're kind of adjusting to that because things got more expensive real quick mm. um, during COVID. So I think people are just sort of, they're making the adjustments and they're doing what they can do and, and just trying to grow and grow and grow. And, I, and it's exciting to see. It's, it's a good, happy energy that's happening. Quick break from the show to get serious for a moment in my serious voice. For real, though, it's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. You know, one of the things I recognize when COVID hit, especially amongst um, a lot of our mom and pop small businesses, a lot of times they don't have a real exit strategy. They don't have a succession type plan. And I think that was on display when COVID happened. You had so many um, restaurant owners who had been in the business for 20, 30 years. They figured that this was the time to go ahead and, and retire, to get out of the business. Right. There was no clear plan for who was going to take take over the business. I was reading an article in the New York Times this morning that talked about um, in, in 2021 or 2022, one or the other, um, we had 3 million more people retire than what we anticipated. So, I mean, obviously, obviously you got a lot of baby boomers that are deciding to, to go ahead and head into retirement. How does that really influence and impact small businesses? Like when I'm when I own the shop at the corner of Maine and Maine and I'm ready to be done, who do I hand it to if my, my kids don't want to be involved? You know, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like there's just a lot of people that are ready to get out into the entrepreneur world. Um, you know, I, I, COVID did one thing and that was tell us all that, you know, we need to do what we love and not sit in a cubicle if that's not what we love. So, uh, so I think that that's encouraged a lot of people to get out there. Um, I get a, a, a report every week for um, businesses that are for sale. Mm. 
And that report used to have maybe five businesses on it. And it's for all of North Carolina. It would have maybe five businesses on it. Now it's like 35. Like mm. every week there's new businesses that um, that have gone up for sale through this broker. And, um, and, you know, in some ways it's like, oh gosh, all these people are getting out. Well, no, people are always getting out. Um, and it sounds like, to me that people figured out, oh, I can sell it. I don't have to just shut it down if I don't, you know, if I don't have a child that's, you know, gonna be my little protege and come in and take over. Um, unfortunately, that just doesn't happen as often as it used to. You know, kids do their own thing <laughs> and we can yeah. tell them <laughs> what to do otherwise. So, you know, I but there are other alternatives than just shutting down. Um, you know, I think you know, for some of those restaurant owners that were closing down after 20, 30 years, you know, they were probably just tired, honestly. And yeah. and, um, and maybe they didn't want to be bothered with the idea of a sale and and all of that. Um, I, I can't imagine if I owned a restaurant, that would have been a very expensive thing to try to hold on to it and keep it going uh, while when we not, you know, not knowing when things were going to reopen and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, and especially again, I mean, if, if you're a lot of times the secession plan for these restaurants or these businesses is, you know, junior or, or Susie's going to take it over, but then the kids don't want anything to do with it. What I've seen, you know, countless times is that these small business owners, as they're developing and building the business, they don't really develop any systems. And so when it, when it's time to sell the business, they're, they're, you know, there, there's there's no process in place. And the, the the only way you know how to make that widget is because Bob was there and Bob knows how to do it. And you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody else knows exactly how to do it. So mm -hmm. it, it really makes the, the the business, you know, not marketable, marketable for the owner who's looking to retire. I mean, do do you guys address or work on that kind of stuff? Oh, that kind yeah. of, you help owners with that kind of those kind of questions or yeah, we call it the lottery ticket book. Um the idea is that anybody who's doing anything really important that is not replicated, you know, like let's say the bookkeeper or the um, the owner or you know the main the head machinist or whatever, um, that they're that everything is written down. So if they win the lottery and don't want to show up the next day, somebody will know how to do the, the job. Um, yeah. And um, I used to call it the hit by the bus, and I was told that that was very negative. So. <laughs> changed it to the lottery but but the the idea is the same is that you you get these procedures and processes in place and you just just write it down you don't have to write a book but you you know just writing down everybody's job and what everybody does and how they do it um is very important we also talk about um we've done some courses um on you know when do you hire a bookkeeper instead of staying up till midnight on sunday night doing it yourself you know, um, when to, how to know whether your CPA is really serving you as far as taxes go and things like that. You know, um, what are the, what are the right questions to ask your CPA when you go in to have your taxes done? You know, there's, there's lots of, you know, we, we do classes like that to sort of inform people on, um, you know, how to really run a business. A lot of times people go into something because they love, whatever they're making or they love whatever they're selling. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean you can run a business. It means you can sell whatever you're making. You know? 
So no, um, I, I think you're right. I've, I've often said, um, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll have someone that is a really great plumber. And so they decide they want to open a plumbing business, um, but they may not be a good business owner. They may just be a really great plumber. Right. And, uh, may, may want to just stay being a great plumber and let someone else focus on the, the, the business affairs. What about regulations? I, I mean, when you think about business, whether it's large or small, mm -hmm. um, if, if any, you know, I always talk about capital. Capital is absolutely critical. It's the lifeblood to, to any business, but, yeah. but also making sure that you have the proper regulatory environment. Um, what kind of work does Try It Local First do to make sure that the environment that our businesses have to, to work in um, is, is free of any kind of uh, obstructionist type, type regulations? Now we're getting into my political world. Um, <laughs> so, um, so Try It Local First, the, the legislative piece kind of comes as um, needed. So, um, you know, we haven't really pushed the regulation piece of it very much, um, but I regularly see and and personally talk to people who can make decisions about, um, you know, if apparently if you own more than four apartments, you have to meet the same standards as a, as an apartment building that has you know three thousand apartments. Hmm. As far as you know, like where your washing and laundry room is, and and all these things, um, you know, as with everything, I think in um, in government, um, which almost always gets missed, is that there needs to be a step up process. You know, you can't just go from no regulation at all to full regulations all the way. You know, meeting all these standards. Um, it makes it very, very hard for the business owner. Um, and I've, I've seen that a few times. I, I mean, I think of it in terms of our health department, you know, the restaurant regulations. I think some of them are, you know, like you have a minimum walk-in cooler size. Well, you know, if you want to be a 15-seat little restaurant takeout, you don't need a cooler that's that big. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it, it kind of undoes what people are capable of doing because, you know, the funding required to meet all those regulations is very, very high. So how would you describe the regulatory environment in the triad? Do you do you feel like it's friendly to small business or do you think that there's some work that can be done? Um, it's fairly friendly unless you're in specific things like um like housing or restaurants um you know if if you're selling a clothing you know, clothing store or something like that regulations are pretty simple um they're they're not overbearing in any way i don't think um but you know it just if if you're doing something that requires more government oversight it usually becomes complicated and difficult <laughs> I want to take a quick break from this show to do two things. One, we'll say thank you for listening and supporting the Triad Podcast Network. Just listening to this episode is appreciated. Second, I want to ask that you support a local business that supports us as a presenting partner, a real estate company we trust, the Ginther Group, located in Winston-Salem. Right now, in the spring, the housing market is moving fast. You need someone you can rely on to assess your situation, read the data and trends, and steer you in the right direction. Interest rates, inventory, new construction, there are so many factors that impact our local market. Don't buy into the national internet headlines. Get the information from the folks right here in our neighborhood. 
Contact Blake Ginther and the Ginther Group today. Whether you're buying or selling, have cash or not, or if your home isn't in the ideal condition for selling, chances are they have a solution for you. Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com. Buying, selling, investing, or just learning, whatever you need, start now and like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. No, I, I was actually in a meeting this morning um, with Representative Jeff Singer down in Raleigh, where we're talking about the need for some regulatory reform um, so that we can address affordable housing. Um, not here just in the triad, but across the entire state, because you have a lot of mm-hmm. local governments that that basically wreck policies that make it harder to to create housing that is affordable. So, no, I, I always say if you're if you're in the real estate business. It's almost like the government is your partner, um, you know, quite frankly, you know, with the amount of regulations they have to address real estate um, and, and also with restaurants. I mean, you, you are heavily regulated as a restaurant, which to some degree I totally agree with. We definitely need a health department. Um, we, we need a health department to tell people what to do and make sure they're doing it um, the right way and, and not making people sick. And I always say that if there was no health department, there's just no telling what restaurant owners might be might be doing or might be selling. So I, I, I am not one of those that that's on board with the idea we need to blow up the health department. But I do think when it comes to regulations, it needs to be consistent um, and, and it, it needs to be uniform. And, and there needs to be a certain sense of certainty that small business owners can know when they go into the process. And I, I think a lot of times with regulations and specifically to the health department, um, everything is so subjective that you you know you could be talking to a health inspector in Forsyth County and get one opinion and and then a, an inspector in Guilford County on the same very same issue might tell you something completely different i think that's where the frustration um starts to happen you've got a really big event coming up in april i should know about it because i'm speaking i'm going to be keynoting yes. your your big event on april the 3rd yes april 3rd yes Talk to my audience a little bit about that event. Where, what's going on? Um, if they wanted to attend, how would they all, you know, go about getting tickets? Oh, okay. So uh, April third, it's going to be at the Grand Ever Resort, beautiful Grand Ever Resort, and you are our keynote speaker, which I'm really excited about. Um, we are sponsored by NC Idea and also by uh, Triad Business Bank. So kudos and thank you to both of them for for supporting us in that way. Um, it should be an exciting morning. It's a breakfast. So we're going to start at 730. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a networking time. Our members will have tables there showing uh, what they do or talking about what they do for about 30 minutes. And then we're going to have this fabulous breakfast from Grand Ever. And then we're going um, to have a couple speakers and you, you're going to wrap it up for us. So we're going to have a really great time. Um, Rhino Leap is doing a short video for us. Super excited about that. Okay. Yeah. You did connect with them. Good. I did. Yeah. Good. We're very, Good. It's going to be a lot of fun. I just, I hope it's a very uplifting and, you know, exciting and, and you know, just keeping this momentum going that we've got started, you know, since COVID's let us loose a little bit, you know, I just, I want to keep going and keep growing. Yeah, and from from my audience, you may recall that um, Ramsey Hamadi, who's the CEO of Triad Business Bank, he was actually on the show here last week. We did a roundtable conversation uh, with Ramsey, Robbie Perkins, and uh, Representative Jeff Singer, 
where we just talked a little bit about sort of what's going on with business and politics um, here in the triad, but but then all around the state of North Carolina. If you missed that conversation, you can certainly catch it on my Facebook page. Um, but if you're subscribed to the podcast, it, it's also available there. Um, but yes, I'm looking forward to being with you all um, on April 3rd, the morning of April 3rd. I'll be sharing some insight about what's going on with our economy um, at a macro and micro level. Um, and hopefully sharing some information that you can use inside of your business day to day to make some some good decisions. Where can people buy tickets? Do they go to the website? Where Where is that available? So if you go to trialocalfirst.org and uh, click on events and you'll see on the calendar there, it'll be the April 3rd event and um, and you can buy a ticket and come and see us. I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm excited, too. And um I'm I'm excited. I'm, I appreciate you taking time out to share this information, help my audience learn more about Triad Local First. As I mentioned to my audience, um, I've just personally started learning more about the organization just in the past year. Um, but I, I love what you're doing and, and I love the absolute focus on small business and, and small entrepreneurs who a lot of times don't always have the support infrastructure and the support networks to to really to really be successful so i thank you tracy for the work that you're doing um as i get ready to let you go is there anything you want to share with us in closing or oh i just i hope we uh fill up our breakfast and we have a great time that day and um and if you uh, are interested in being a member you can also find out about membership on trylocalfirst.org under join us there's there's all kinds of information under there so thank you for having me on i really appreciate it no, I appreciate you taking time. And to my audience, I 100% endorse Triad Local First. So if you are looking to get more involved, you're looking for some networking opportunities, you just started a business, you're not quite sure what to do or where to go, Triad Local First is a great place for you to, to start out at. Um, and specifically, I encourage you to get to know Tracy. I mean, she has a real passion for small business and, and just all the things that are happening right here in our, our backyard here in the triad. So again, Tracy, thank you. And then to my audience, thank y'all for locking in with us. Um, do make sure you're, you're tuned into WTOB every Sunday morning. That is where the Locked In Show broadcasts. But if you happen to miss me there, hopefully you're subscribed to the podcast and you can download that on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you like to get your favorite podcast. You can lock in there. Make sure you continue to follow Algernon Cash on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next time, y'all stay locked. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.